0: Welcome to Tashma, the podcast where you get to listen in on Hadar's Beat Midrash. This year, each week, we will hear a Devar Torah on the Parsha from Rabbi David Kasher. Let's listen. In Parshat Bishalach, the children of Israel are tested twice, and then they do some testing of their own. The trials begin immediately after the miraculous crossing of the sea. Va'i et Yisrael, Moshe led Israel from the sea of reeds into the sure desert, and they went three days without water. They came to Marah, literally bitter, but they could not drink the water of Marah because it was bitter, Marim, and that is why it was named Marah. The verse uses the word for bitter four times, three times as the name of the place and once as a description of the water. What was it about the bitterness of this water that they couldn't stomach? The last time they tasted bitterness, it was the maror from the night of the Exodus. They will eat the meat on that night, roasted on the fire, and they will eat unleavened bread, matzot, on bitter herbs, marorim. No reason is explicitly given for the bitter herbs, but Already, Rabban Gamliel in the Mishnah sees this as a callback to the first chapter of the Exodus, when we learn that et chayehem kasha, the Egyptians embittered their lives with extreme labor. And something about that bitterness of Egypt remains with them. They can still taste it. They may have left, but it seems they have not purged the worst memories of the experience. So the people complained to Moshe, for the first, but not the last time. Moshe calls out to God, and the crisis is averted in miraculous fashion. Vayitzak el Hashem, Moshe called out to the Eternal, Vayorehu Hashem Eitz, and the Eternal showed him a piece of wood, and he threw it into the water, and the water became sweet. There God made for them a rule and a law, chokum and there, God tested them. V'sham nisahu. What are these rules and laws, and what is the talk of a test? The next verse seems to provide some explanation, though the terms are very general. Vayomer, im atishma l'kol Hashem And God said, if you listen to the voice of the Eternal, your God, and do what is right in God's eyes, and turn your ear to God's commandments and keep God's rules, kol chukav, then I will not bring upon you any of the sickness that I placed upon Egypt. If this is the test, its instructions are fairly straightforward, if a bit vague. Listen to God, do what God says. Again, there is the mention of God's rules, the chukim. It seems that attending to God results in some new way of life, but exactly what is being tested still remains unclear. The reward offered is also mysterious. Relief from the sickness of Egypt? The book of Deuteronomy does eventually make reference to, apart from the plagues, kol mitrayim, all the diseases of Egypt. Here in this context, however, the sickness seems to have something to do with the bitter waters they've just tasted. If those waters evoke the Maror, which in turn evokes the bitterness of Egypt, then the relief that God is promising is from the sickness of living under the violence and oppression of Egypt. In the next of Parshat Bashalach's tests, the objectives are more explicit. This episode begins, once again, with the children of Israel complaining, and again about foods that correspond to items in that first Pesach meal. The children of Israel said to them, If only we had died by the hand of the Eternal in the land of Egypt, when we sat by the pots of meat, when we ate our fill of bread. For you have brought us out into this wilderness to starve this whole congregation to death. These people have just been weaned off the leavened bread of Egypt with matzah, and already they're longing for that bread again. As above, God responds immediately with both a cure for their ills and another test. Vayomer Hashem The Eternal said to Moshe, Behold, I will rain down on you bread from heaven and the people will go out and collect it every day, in order that I can test them, to see if they follow my instruction or not. For on the sixth day, they will lay out what they have brought in, and it will be double what they have collected every other day. This time, the nature of the test is articulated. They are to follow God's instruction, Torah T., That language was used in the first test as well, when God showed Moshe, Yorehu, the wood. But what are the instructions in this case? The people are to collect for six days, and on the sixth receive a double portion, presumably so they can rest on the seventh day. We, the readers, know that pattern from the creation story. This is Shabbat. But the Israelites have not yet been commanded to observe Shabbat, and there's no mention of Shabbat in their instructions. All they're told is that they should gather what they need on any given day, but that they should not leave any over for the next morning. ad That is, they are not to hoard food for fear of running out, but to trust that the food will come again the next day. They fail this test. They did not listen to Moshe, and the people did leave over extra for the next morning, and so... It became infested with worms and stank, and Moshe was angry at them. When they receive their double portion on the sixth day, they are worried. There's no way they can finish this in one day. Moshe then explains that this collection is different. Vayomer Elehem, Hu Asher He said to them, "This is what the Eternal spoke. Tomorrow is a day of rest, a holy Shabbat for the Eternal. Shabbat Kodesh L'Hashem. Bake what you bake." and cook what you cook, and the rest you can leave over until the morning. Indeed they do, and the next day they see that these loaves of heavenly bread have miraculously not spoiled. This is the first time they've been taught about Shabbat, which will become one of the hallmark mitzvot of the Jewish people. They are not being commanded in it yet. That will come next week. Now they are being tested to see whether they can follow instructions at all especially ones that push against the instincts of desperate self-preservation cultivated over generations of slavery. They fail again, by the way. When the seventh day arrives, Moshe tells them not to go out to gather. Again, he says, this is Shabbat, a holy rest day for God. But in the next verse, they do go out, trying to collect and find nothing. Even when they have enough, they're frantically in search of their next meal. Old habits die hard. Eventually, we read, The people rested on the seventh day. They are learning. They seem to finally have passed this test. They're learning to trust Moshe, and through him, to rely on God. It's beginning to seem like they're ready to receive the Torah, with all of its rules. Before the parsha closes, however, there's yet another incident of thirsting for water, and this time it's the people who are doing the testing. im Moshe, <inaudible> the people argued with Moshe and they said, Give us water to drink. And he said to them, Why are you arguing with me? And why are you testing the eternal? Ma <inaudible> Hashem? What did Moshe mean when he said that the people were testing God? And what's the nature of this test? The answer comes when the place of the episode itself is named. Vaikrashem amakom masa al-riv b'nei Yisrael. The place was called Massa and Merivah because of the argument, the riv of the children of Israel. Va'al nasotam et Hashem lemor hayesh Hashem bikirbenu ayin and because they tested the Eternal, saying, "Is the Eternal among us or not?" This language is the inverse of the test in the case of the manna, where God tested Israel to know if Israel would follow my Torah or not. That question was not settled in any complete way, and it will continue to be relevant as we move forward. Now Israel is testing God back to know whether God is really present among them or not. Will God really relieve their bitterness and their misery or not? Will God really provide for them or not? Can God protect them if someone else tries to harm them or not? That last question, at least, is given an answer in the very next lines. The last episode of Parshat Bashalach, the sudden attack by Amalek. The Israelites prevail in miraculous fashion whenever Moshe raises his hands to the heavens. Then God promises to wipe out Amalek completely. In thanks, Moshe builds an altar and names it Adonai Nisi, The Eternal is my banner. That name slyly hints at a double meaning. The word for my banner, nisi, could also mean my test, a fitting metaphor for being in this new relationship with God. Both Israel and God have passed their tests, for now. They are ready to enter together into true covenant. But they will continue to test each other, to push on the edges of their relationship and to make sure it still holds. God continues to wonder, will we follow God's Torah or not? And we continue to wonder, is God really here amongst us or not? Thanks for listening. I wanted to let you know that I'm teaching an online Parsha class every Thursday at 12 PM Pacific, 3 PM Eastern in partnership with IKAR. Uh, We'll take a deeper dive into some aspect of the material we covered in this Dvar Torah. So if you love these podcasts, it's a great way to keep the conversation going. Sign up for free at Hadar.org forward slash West. Our producers for this episode are Sam Greenberg and Jeremy Tabak. Thank you to Nadav Remez for editing this episode. I'm your host, Rabbi Avi Killip. It's been a pleasure to learn with you.